The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. Uh, Memorial Day, nonetheless. Yes, Memorial Day. And while I do love a good uh, party by the pool, let's also be sure to remember that Memorial Day is about uh, those who have died in military service. So when you are enjoying your cold beer by the pool. Socially distancing. Yes. (laughs) Make sure to remember what it's all about. Thanks, Meg. Yes, I'm Kelsey Charles. This is Megan Murray, and you're listening to Girls Talking Boys on this holiday Monday. Um, So, Meg, I've been thinking a lot about the fact that we're basically deep into the NFL offseason, or I guess what would traditionally be offseason programming. It's obviously a little bit different this year, being that we have a pandemic. Everything's really different right now. Everything's changed. (laughs) Um, So... There's a lot of chatter going on about if these guys are truly going to be ready and in shape by the time they get to training camp this year. Um, They're doing, obviously, we know they're in touch via Zoom and things like that, and the guys that need treatment can get the treatment that they need. But um, our very own Tom Ryle on Blogging the Boys wrote an interesting article the other day on... Shouts out, Tom. Shouts out, Tom, on the unique challenge of conditioning in this day and age when the players do ultimately potential oh I'm gonna go ahead and say ultimately because I'm gonna manifest it now go to training (laughs) camp um back in back in back in the old days Meg (laughs) but back in the day training camp was longer and it was more so used to actually physically get these guys conditioned and into shape and as we know now it's shorter Um, You know, the CBA has rules in place, but a lot of these guys are showing up. They're expected to show up ready. Um, You've got OTAs and things like that in the summer, and and they're they're getting you into condition to be able to start practicing and installing your offenses, your defenses, your schemes, and then really whittling down your final roster. But as mentioned, a lot of these people are going to be coming in from their home gym workouts. And I don't know about y'all, but... uh... When I'm doing a home workouts, I tend to you know, take a couple breaks. Yes. I'm not like, going to be. come back to that later. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> working out as hard. Like, it's not that I don't want to, but it's just, I think it's just the nature of what it is. Like, I don't have someone yelling at me, like, to do another rep. And yeah. I just think that it's a very valid conversation and concern to have um, on if these guys truly can get into the shape that they usually would be in at training camp. I mean, the NFL is brutal, so you got to come ready. Yeah, and even if you are working out, like, a lot, I can't help but believe that if you're working out on your own, it's still not going to be the same as if you were working out with teammates or other training activities that would typically be able to be happening if we weren't in the pandemic times. So um, that being said, we decided to go straight to the source and – Talk to one David Robinson, D-Rob, the wide receiver coach to some of the best pros in the industry. You might have heard of them. Coach to the stars. Coach to the stars. Um, uh, A.B., he, he he worked with him. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Des Bryant. I 
Just Des Bryant, it's fine. Right. So this guy has done it all. And um, it was so fascinating to touch base with him and hear his perspective on really what these wide receivers in the league are working on um, in these pandemic times, how they're staying in shape. And he also gave us some pretty interesting insight into um, our first round draft pick and some of the work that he plans on doing with him and the upside that he uh, sees for the newest 88. And how great Dak looks. Yes. I need more of that yes. content in my life. Um, and as mentioned, he works with Des Bryant. So we also went straight to the source and asked him, really, what does Des Bryant have left in the tank? So a fascinating, super informative conversation. He really is the truest professional. And without further ado, David Robinson. And joining us now, we have D-Rob, David Robinson, wide receiver, coach to the pros. Hello, D-Rob. Hi, thanks for having me on. Of course, happy to have you. Um, so it's kind of funny, like Meg and I were always on Twitter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and um, I know you and I have met in person before and connected that way, but I keep seeing all these videos of our guys um, trying to make sure they're staying in shape in the off season. Like that's a normal thing in general that you see around this time. But I feel like there's an especially um, hyper focus on how these guys are staying in shape because of the pandemic. And you're a really big part of that. So um, for everyone that doesn't really know uh, maybe who you are, I'm going to go ahead and give you an introduction. I think a lot of people do know who you are because you work with some pretty impressive people, but um so, so D-Rob, as I mentioned before, he's a wide receiver coach to the pros, but not just any pros. Um, he's got a client roster of the likes of Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Adrian Peterson. Uh, you might know Des Bryant. He's been working out with him. Sterling Shepard, uh, Laquan Treadwell, uh, Josh Doxson. Uh, you also have some new guys that were in the draft this year. Not to mention, you have 43 players that were drafted uh, seven in the first round, and then 20 in the top three rounds that you've worked with in recent years. And I don't even know if that stats would update it because I feel like you had a, a stacked roster of guys from this past year that you've been working with. Pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, not to make, yeah, you're great. You're amazing. So you're not just any wide receiver coach. You're the top wide receiver coach. So I have to know, um, how did you get into this industry? Because Again, you're not just coaching anyone. You're coaching the best of the best of the best. You're taking the elite receivers in the league and helping them consistently achieve Pro Bowl. So how did you get started? Well, I played my college ball um, at the University of Oklahoma um, under Bob Stoops from 2002 to 2006 and um, had a chance to play in two national championships and play with some um, a pretty stacked wide receiving core. I played with Mark Clayton. Um, who was the first-round pick, Travis Wilson, who played Oklahoma, who was a third-round pick, Brandon Jones, he was a second-round pick, uh, Will Peoples, Mark Bradley, he was a third-round, second-round pick. So I was in a room every day with wide receivers at the University of Oklahoma when I played there as a, as a freshman um, with a lot of elite wideouts. And when I got done playing, um, I started substitute teaching at my old high school, at Kimball High School, and – I realized that they didn't really have a good off-season program as far as their skill work. They did a lot of weight room stuff, but they didn't do a lot of change of direction, a lot of ball drills, things that you need for the receiver position to, to become better. And I started working with their receivers, and they started telling their friends about it from other schools. And I was holding um, sessions on Sundays, and I was just doing it, you know, just for free, just looking out for the kids and giving back to the community. And I looked up, man, maybe a month or so later, and uh, me and my business partner, Clay Mack, who also trains elite DBs as well, we had like 60 or 70 kids out there from all over the Metroplex of Dallas. So it was crazy. So we had to, we looked at each other and had to turn it into a business from that moment on. That's amazing. I mean, again, Dallas obviously is a huge market for <laughs> talent. Yeah. So I, I was going to say, I can imagine that it was, once you caught on, you caught on really quick. And and like you say, it's, it's Texas, it's Dallas. And, um, you have 10, 9-year-old kids out here who are willing and wanting to pay, pay for private lessons. Their parents are serious about it here in Texas, whether it's a quarterback, 
offensive line trying or defense uh, receiver. So it, it, it's serious here in Texas. I don't know about other states, but 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 football is a very football driven state. Well, that's funny because Meg and I have talked about them before. Meg's actually from the Dallas area in Plano. And so you've like seen it firsthand. You went to high school with some guys that are in the pros now. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and for me, like I grew up in Kansas City and, you know, we have guys that go out into the league, but it feels like a different, a different level here in Texas. Like people take high school sports very seriously, especially football. Football is a religion here. So Friday Night Lights is a thing in Texas. I've never seen anything like it. So I can totally imagine how you, you really do. You've been able to build a business off of a high schoolers, but then again, like also the pros. So um, I want to talk about your process though, because like I mentioned before, um, I met you through NFL networks, Bobby Bell. And so, you know, one day I, I snuck out over to your facility on my lunch break and got to um, check out your process and see some of your drills. And you are no joke, my friend. Um, I actually was there when you were working out Jalen Rager. And so um, we all know that he's going to, we're going to see him again this year. Eagles forever. Uh, <laughs> um, Crazy, isn't it? I know. I know. I mean, again, like top, top talent, Jerry Judy's another guy you worked with this year. I was looking at your Instagram story too, and you've got Sterling Shepard with a t-shirt tied around his eyes, like a blindfold. And it says, trust your feet. So talk about your process and like really, how you help these guys accomplish, you know, getting to the next level and, and some of the, the science behind your uh, madness, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, well, a lot of guys, they come to me when, when I first get them. Um, of course, whoever the player is, I'll go back and look at their film um, from the, pre the previous season. Um, and I'll, I'll connect with their receiver coach, whatever team they're playing with. And, um, and you know, I'll just get, different um, opinions on what they need to work on in the off season. And I'll watch them, see what they need to work on, see the things they do really well. And then when they get with me um, for whether it's a month, two, three weeks or a year, whatever, I mean, or, or, or six weeks, however long they're here with me, um, we just really harp on those things that, um, that will make them an elite receiver, things that they're really good at, make them better at. And the things that they're not as strong in, um, raise that level up to, the, uh, to par, um, to where they become confident in it. So a lot of these guys, they don't learn the pro style route tree in college. So when they get with me, they're able to go over all of the routes pretty much they run in the organizations because a lot of NFL receiver coaches, they contact me a lot in the offseason and general managers about players picking my brain about the receiver position, sharing knowledge. So I know what to expect and what those NFL coaches are looking for out of their players in the growth process. So that's another thing that separates me a lot from other coaches and things like that is just the resources that I have and the connections. So you say you have these coaches and GMs contacting you. What would you say is the biggest thing that they always want you to be working on with their players across the board as they take the jump from college to the pros? Is there, is there a handful of things that you consistently see over and over again? Yeah. Teaching the guys how to bend at the top of their routes, getting them to, to drop their weight a lot a lot lower at the top of their routes. Um, a, a lot of NFL coaches want to see how well that their hand placement is when they're catching certain balls from different angles. So just working on their hand placement when the ball is coming from certain areas and getting open versus press release. A lot of press release um, techniques and, and getting untangled from the defensive back at the top of your route. Those are the things that a lot of them really uh, contact me on about the receivers and what they want to see them progress at and get better at. I love that. That's cool. That's really cool. I love, I didn't know that you consistently were in touch with those guys. I mean, again, like you said, like that gives you a, a, an edge, like some true insight into what these, these coaches are looking for. Again, like what, what these players genuinely need to work on, but how did you come up with the actual, you know, drills that you run? Because I know, Bob Stoops is incredible. He's a legend. So yeah. I'm sure you picked up some things from, from him. <laughs> but right, like I said right. before, like you've got guys that are blindfolded while they're, while they're working with you and you're talking about trusting their feet. Like how did you come up with your drills? And like what are some of your craziest ones that you've done to date? I can barely walk without a blindfold. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> well I give credit to um, my cousin, um, Casey Printers. He, he played like 10 years professionally, um, played quarterback. Um, he was he was the number one, number two quarterback in the nation when he came out of high school in 98, went to DeSoto High School, played at TCU with the Danny and Tomlinson. So he stayed with me 
um, to go to DeSoto when we were growing up. So I was hanging around a quarterback every day. So I got a chance to see what quarterbacks look for in a receiver when they're coming in and out of their routes and things like that. And he used to always tell me that a wide out should always be able to run every single route in the route tree with their eyes closed. And he used to tell me that when I was in elementary, middle school. So I used to envision myself when I was that age, when I was playing receiver, just closing my eyes, running around the routes through my head, you know, just envisioning it, the technique. And when I started training, I'm like, you know what, what he once instilled in me, that would be a good drill to use for my receivers and put it into light instead of actually closing your eyes, dreaming about it. Um, let's actually get out here and do it, put a blindfold in their face and on their eyes and, 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 and let's go through the route tree and see if they trust the techniques and things that they're teaching that I'm teaching them. And the, the, how I got my drills, playing wide receiver, you have to have an understanding. Um, you have to know most, most routes are going to be 45-degree angle cuts or 90-degree angle cuts. Um, so most of the drills that I come up with, uh, believe it or not, sure, I mean, 80% of the drills, I make them up in my head. Yeah, I can just Lil see Wayne. where the receiver needs to work. Yeah, I kind of like Lil Wayne. He does in the booth. He'll just <laughs> humble some words and then just put it out there. That's that's what I'll do. I'll I'll see I'll see how a certain receiver moves when I'm working him out and just look how stiff he is in his hips or, or or things like that. Point out things that he needs to work on, and then I'll start um, implementing drills that, that you know that that'll help with that. That's awesome. You're, so you're basically a genius, is what you just told us. He's an artist. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I wouldn't say a genius, but I get a lot of calls from college coaches, NFL coaches, high school coaches all the time asking the coach, how much for some drill tape? Do you have any drills that, I, that you can sell me or this, that, and the other? And I don't really respond to them because, I mean, all of my drills are in my head. They're like, nothing's on paper. I don't have anything on paper. <laughs> it's like all of this stuff is up, is up in between my ears. That's like, you can't just do what I do. Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Have you ever considered coaching? I that's that that's awesome. I didn't know they were calling you. Like that's that's such a compliment. Yeah, I, I have I have considered. I've, I mean, if I was the coach, um, it would have to be on the NFL ranks um, because right now, um, college college level coaching. Um, I'm pretty much, you know, on that level right now. As far as my business, I'm blessed enough to, to pretty much uh, bring in what a what a college receiver coach would make and doing it my way. You know, it's nothing like running stuff the way you want it done, and it's your business. So you can't fire yourself. <laughs> so you know, so that's that's one thing that that, that keeps me in, into doing this. Um, and another and another, I would I would do the uh, the NFL coaching, but right now I have two little girls, and I would want to see them grow up a little bit or whatnot and then before I start moving all over the place so right now I'm content pretty much good where I'm at um I like being contracted out through the pre-draft process through Michael Johnson performance XO's APEC and all those other uh facilities it's fun so um actually before we keep going on congratulations are in order um as I mentioned before we started recording you actually have a, the newest addition to your family your daughter Anne-Marie was born on Saturday so you have your hands full, Dad. <laughs> yes, I do. My 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 youngest, my little girl, who's two, she thinks that uh, that she's hers. <laughs> yeah, she she doesn't want she doesn't want anybody she doesn't want anybody touching her. <laughs> That's so cute. That's so cute. That's funny. Best job of all. No no kidding, right? So right, right. I got a built-in babysitter. <laughs> Honestly, that's brilliant. Your, your genius continues, my friend. <laughs> yeah. so, you ought to see her. She, she, um, she's, when I'm going at work, my wife will be sending me videos of her. She'll have uh, the ladders laid out on the floor, going through the ladders, cone drills, doing her own thing. It's funny. Wait, so wow. are you telling me that we're going to have maybe the first female wide receiver in the league um, coming out of your house? I, I, would, I, I wouldn't say the first female receiver in the league, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was like a sports agent or, you know, uh, or a coach in some light in some, in some, uh, in some sport. That's, I love that. That's awesome. We need more. I so. was like, badass women unite. Let's go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Start them young. <laughs> So um, I was reading your Instagram and because if you guys don't follow him, um, make sure you guys are following him on Instagram and Twitter. He's all, he's all on social media and he has some really cool behind the scenes stuff. Um, and it's on, on Instagram, it's 
Rob always open and you'll see always open a lot when, um, you know, he's talking about his, his work, because obviously again, like his receivers, he trains them to always be open. Um, <laughs> I love this quote. Though. I love it. I love it. I love it. You, you made a post this week and you said each day an athlete hits my DM or phone asking for tips so they can get recruited or have an edge over someone on their team. The truth is it takes a savage physical approach to training that will take you where you want to go. The problem is though, if you train alone, you'll stop when it starts to burn and your feet start hurting. The other side of that is you can't see what I see because you're too busy doing. The bottom line is you need to help getting where you are trying to go. So I loved this because I mean, <laughs> as someone who works out alone a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Workout person doesn't know I stopped like five minutes ago. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, it's really important and you're really hitting home the concept of having a coach like you and the value of it. But talk about, you know, the adding the layer of a pandemic on top of that right now. There's been a lot of chatter in the industry about are these guys going to be as prepared for training camp as maybe they would have been in previous years. So can you talk about, um, you know, conditioning and how these players are, are really focusing on staying in shape during a pandemic? And do you believe that they're going to be at the level they they would normally be heading into camp this year? Uh, I believe that, you know, the, the guys that, especially the skill guys, the, the, the receivers, the defensive backs, quarterbacks, I believe this pandemic has uh, affected them by not working out as much because of the fields and things like that being shut down. But those guys are still getting in work, whether it's in their backyard or down the street in the neighborhood catching the football they're doing something because playing wide receiver or quarterback, that's a skill position, just like basketball. You have to constantly be working on those reps. So I don't think that they just shut down completely. Um, but when it comes to using fields and running routes and that aspect of it, it's been limited. Um, now the pandemic has, has affected, uh, I would say more so probably the, the bigger, the bigger the linebackers, um, the offensive linemen and things like that, because they have to use the use the weight room a lot. You know, they, the, a lot of their game is based on strength and things like that. So when you shut down the gyms and stuff like that, a lot of the guys have to get order weights or use their own built-in home, built home gyms to work out at the house. That's true. Honestly, I didn't think about that. But you personally still, like, since the economy started opening up again, like, I feel like you've had a chance to continue some of your work in, in more creative, different ways with some of the guys, even throughout all of this. Is that right? Yeah, I've had to. I've had to because usually my, my groups range from about um, 10 NFL receivers to maybe like 15 or 20. So I, I have to um, condense my groups. So instead of me having a larger group, I've been having to schedule multiple groups but only keep like four or five in a group at a time, you know, so it, was, so it won't be as crowded. And when I do um, certain drills and whatnot, I, put, I space them apart a little bit. That makes sense. So they can have the, so they can have the distance. But uh, now that they reopened everything, and I believe the NFL is opening back up here in the next week or so, a lot of those guys are going to be having a report here in the next few few weeks. So does that mean your business is going to be a little less busy now that these guys are going to their own facilities, or are you going to kind of see yourself still being utilized up until the teams actually start preseason? Uh, I think I think it's going to continue on. They're still going to continue to work with me all the way up until. Um, and so they have to report for, you know, for camp, for training camp or preseason. And when the NFL guys leave, you got, you still have the high school kids who still need to get ready for their season and stuff as well. So they'll still be here working out and stuff like that. So it's going to ramp up for me here. I think uh, here in the next month or so, it's going to get crazy. Um, you mentioned that you went to Oklahoma. Oh, we, yeah. we got a couple of swimmers <laughs> coming and joining our team. Yeah. So I don't know what where okay. your affiliations lie. Um, do you have a favorite team, by the way, or are you allowed to say? <laughs> oh, you mean NFL team? Yeah. Who's your team? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I get, you know what? I get that question asked all the time. <laughs> but the the answer that I that, I'm, that I come up with every time is I don't have a favorite team. I just as long as my guys are doing well, getting open, business is booming. You're, you're a player's guy, not a team guy. I love it. I love it. Well, <laughs> exactly. So exactly. everyone in Dallas is super excited. Um, we want to get your thoughts on Team 40 Burger. <laughs> when the Cowboys 
went up and drafted C.D. Lamb from University of Oklahoma this year in the first round. I think a lot of Cowboys fans were really surprised by that move because typically in the past they've they've always drafted well not always but typically have been drafting based on need and we have a lot of needs on the defensive side of the ball this upcoming season but now with CD Lamb in the house you've got a guy who's consistently producing thousand yard seasons in college and then you have Michael Gallup who's thousand yard receiver Amari Cooper same thing um can you talk what what are your thoughts as a guy who specializes in wide receivers on the lineup that this Cowboys has have from an offensive weapon perspective this upcoming year? Well, yeah, with the addition of, of C.D. Lamb, um, who reached out to me um, right after he got drafted, when, when he'll be here in Dallas working with me as well, um, he's very explosive, um, a, a very, very a good red zone receiver. I think when the Cowboys draft the C.D. Lamb, that's just a younger version um, and a more athletic version uh, of probably Dez, Dez Bryant, you know, when they drafted him. He's a similar size. Um, in, in, in his height and his stature and build. So I think that the Cowboys are going to be expecting him to, uh, you know, be that X factor in that, in that receiver offense. And um, I think with, with him, with the addition of him, and you already have Gallup and Coop, I think they're arguably uh, probably the best receiver core in the NFL. I like everything that you're saying. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it is. We just got to get, we just got to resign back. That's all. We resign back, we're good. So preach it. It's funny that you say <laughs> that, my friend, because us, um, Megan and I here are big Des Bryant proponents. Um, Meg, my guy. Yeah, we Des is our guy. So you yeah. actually personally work out with him, and I actually would. I love that you made the comparison between CD and Des, and I want to ask you about that more in a second too. But talk to us about Des Bryant. You you've known him for a bit now, and you really helped him bring his game even further to the next level. I saw an interview he did or a quote um, where he was like, listen, I wish I would have been working with D-Rob way earlier because I know I'm an elite receiver, but he's really helped me hone my skill sets even further. Can you talk to, tell the people what Des Bryant still has left in the tank? I mean, coming off on Achilles, that's a tough injury to come back from on any level, especially when you're um, pushing the age of 30. But just looking at him, his, his first 10-yard burst coming off of the football, um, he still looks like the same days when he was back in 2015, 2016, you know, um, when it comes to catching the football across the middle or high-pointing the ball. I mean, he's still the same Dez Bryant now. He has 73 touchdowns in his career. He can help any organization. Because when I'm out here watching him work with the young receivers, they're all asking him um, about his knowledge on how, how he scored a lot of touchdowns in the red zone. The, 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 the tricks of the trade, the different moves that he used and things like that to get open to create separation. And Dez has never been a fast guy like that. He's always been four five, four six guy, but uses his body really well and does a really good job of creating separation at, at the line of scrimmage before he takes off into his route. So he's able to help and give give guys a lot of knowledge on how to get open and create space. So any NFL team that brings him in, not only are you going to get that aspect of him as a player, but you're going to also get a, a veteran receiver to help mold your young receiving core. So he's had he has teams. Uh, I hate to I hate to say it, Cowboys fans, but he has a team, he has quite a few teams already inquiring about his services. And once all these the facilities opens back up and they're allowing guys to bring him in to work out and stuff like that, he already has some workouts lined up. I'm I'm excited about it. What? Um, yeah. Wait, I have a really serious Des question for you. Yeah. Uh, did he catch okay. it? I watched, I watched it over and over again. I mean, he caught it. Thank he you. He caught it. You heard it Yeah, here. that was <laughs> – yeah, he, he, caught, he caught the pass. Um, it, the, only, the only thing that made it tough for the ref was um, the angle when the ball changed. But he still had possession of the ball. Like, yeah, I don't, it didn't hit the ground. You know what I mean? Experts uh, so I, thought right he, I, think, I think he caught it. <laughs> Well, you, again, expert's opinion. We heard it here first. Yeah, that's all I need to know. So you said that That's Des, all I need to know, yeah. <laughs> you said that Des has some workouts lined up. Um, are you – I know you – we can't really disclose, like, everything, but, like, are, are should Cowboys fans be worried that we could potentially be facing our guy in a, in a division game in another, in another jersey? Because I don't think my heart's ready for that. My heart is certainly not. I just need to make sure that 
that well well i got something for you they, they shouldn't be worried about des um playing playing for a rival against against the cowboys what they what the cowboys fans should be worried about is jalen rager who the eagles picked up in the first round who the cowboys would see a lot and uh steve sims second year washington redskins receiver who's been down here working with me uh, for, for a while those two guys are electric yeah those guys are electrifying and our secondary better stretch because they can run yeah, now that I know they're working with you, I am scared. Um, I got yeah, yeah. in in February, I think it was, and I was like, "This Jalen kid is no lie." Like he yeah, and you had a chance to watch him work out with me at Exos. I did, I did, and I was like, um, yeah. he's next level." Like his hands, I was it, it was scary. Like he, you had him, you had him laying on his back on the ground, and you're literally like throwing rockets at his face and he's just catching them like it's not a thing and um i'm terrified i'm not gonna lie so tell cowboys nation and maybe even our secondary what they have to look forward to slash what i really am saying is what they need to prepare for so he doesn't just annihilate (laughs) our our third level of our field Let's just put it like this. Well, you have a bigger version of a Tyreek Hill. No. That's what you have to worry about. Oh, yeah, no. he's a bigger version of a Tyreek Hill. He's about five, he's about six feet, five eleven, a few inches taller than Tyreek Hill, but but has the same type of speed. Oh hell. <laughs> I didn't think cheetahs were allowed to be that. Yeah, I know. I know. And then they also added Another guy who I worked with for a while, uh, Mark Keith Goodwin, and then you still have Deshaun Jackson. So um, they, they got a track meet out there in Philly. I'm, I'm unthrilled by this development, <laughs> my friend, I have to say. I respect you, but I'm a little irritated with you right now. <laughs> for coaching I understand, up- I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, about, you know, what about some of these other receivers in the NFC East that, you've, that you're working with? I mean – Sterling Shepard's a guy. Um, you said Steve Sim. Like what? Like tell us about. Some, you worked with OBJ, didn't you, as well at one point? But he's not in the in the NFC East anymore. I know, but yeah, yeah. well, he's not in the <laughs> NFC East anymore. I haven't, I haven't, I've been in talks with him, but I've never worked him out before. But he knows about me. We we're supposed to connect, but uh, we just haven't had a chance to uh, as uh, as a date as of today. Good. Uh, well, me you, and his you, you coach to- him up when he's not in our division. So I'm fine with that. I'm yeah. good with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I want to go back to the comparison you made, CD and Dez. Have you had a chance to watch CD's tape yet? I know, you know, you've kind of talked to him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, the the similarities that they have in their game are they both use their body very well going across the middle. Um, And after they catch the football, they both do a great job of making the first man miss. And when that ball is in their hands, they both turn into a running back. It's very hard to bring both of those guys down. And as you can see, when the Cowboys use Dez often, they also, they often use him on quick smoke screens, too, where he just raises up and he's just throwing the ball and he makes somebody miss and, and, and gets a big yardage. I believe they're, they're going to use CeeDee Lamb the same way. So I hear I hear a lot of, you know, him first year kind of in the slot, too, and you just mentioned some of the ways they might utilize him similar to Dez. But do you how quickly do you feel like a guy like CeeDee Lamb can – overtake that kind of second or third receiver role and become the true X? I don't think it's going to take him long at all. Um, he has a very high Q, high IQ of the game. Um, he loves the position. Um, he has that, that, uh, that very, that very passionate attitude that you want in a receiver, kind of similar to Dez, but he's a little bit more soft-spoken. He doesn't really talk as much, but when he puts those pads on and, and gets out there and interact and compete with the guys, you can see that fierceness, competitiveness come out of him. And um, he wants to be the best. And, and just watch him at Oklahoma from a freshman to now, um, that's what he's done. He, he, he came in there as a freshman when they had Hollywood Brown and some more guys that were, you know, uh, D.D. Westbrook was there, I believe. So he had a chance to, you know, uh, make some plays as a young receiver while those guys were still there and, 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 and emerge himself as the go-to guy. I think in the Cowboys offense, it'll take him maybe two years. Two years and he'll be a Pro Bowl type receiver. I love it. 
So what you're saying is you're going to, you're going to keep coaching him up. So he gets there too. <laughs> Instantly. Exactly. Two, two years. Exactly. Of the and I want to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, were you surprised when the Cowboys gave 88 to CD? Because I think, you know, we've, like you mentioned, Des Bryant's is, is making a comeback and he's still got some, some juice in the tank. And I know me personally, when I heard that they were maybe going to give away 88 to CD lamb, I was like, no, they would not do that. Did you feel, were you surprised by that move? And do you, do you honestly feel like from your opinion that that kind of put the nail in the coffin for, for Des coming to the Cowboys, or do you f- still feel like the Cowboys could pick up Des and have uh, a use for him in, in the coming years? Well, it surprised me. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It surprised me when they gave uh, CD 88. But at the same time, uh, in my era, the guy was uh, Michael Irvin. So when Michael Irvin used to wear 88, and then I saw them give Des 88, I kind of felt the same way. But when but, but I also look at it as if they're giving CeeDee Lamb 88. Um, they drafted Michael Gallup last year. They drafted Cedric Wilson or brought him in free agent a few years ago. Um, they didn't give any of those guys 88. So it just goes to show what type of light and company that they see him in. Uh, Michael Irvin was a Hall of Fame Cowboys receiver. Dez Bryant's a Hall of Fame Cowboys receiver. So that's the type of caliber receiver that the Cowboys are, are, are visualizing uh, CD. So I think it's a great uh, uh, compliment to him and a pat on the back and um, has nothing to be ashamed or worried about or nervous. It's a great compliment. Um, I love it. I agree. Yeah, I do too. I, I think again, like, as I mentioned, Meg and I are both big Des fans and we just, I, I keep watching his workouts when you post some, you post videos of him and I'm like, um, he looks as explosive as ever. And so I just, yeah, he, he looks good. I just was holding out some hope that maybe the team would decide to bring him back for a year or two. And like, I get it. Like, I get it. He's not going yeah. to be at the most prime of his game, but you can't tell me D Rob that when you put a guy like Des Bryant on the field, even if he's a more, more mature and older player at this point, And, and, you know, again, he's maybe not hundred thousand percent in his prime. You can't tell me that a defensive coordinator is going to ignore Des Bryant on the field. You just can't convince me of that. So to me, no, no, I, and I, I totally agree with you. He's still, he's still very relevant, and I just, I just think you can't ignore him no matter what. We get turned up about this. Yeah, we can do. Tell. Um, I yeah, I, I love it. I love it, man. I wish I had eighty-eight on here with you. <laughs> we're gonna get him on. I, we're gonna get him on one of these days. I, one way. Yeah. I'm working on him. I'm working on him, but I got, I gotta like work yeah. on his schedule. <laughs> he's a busy man. <laughs> Um, so I've also seen some clips. I mean, you know, when you're doing all these workouts, you got to have a quarterback in there, um, helping throw in, in throw against the route tree with some of these receivers you work with. And you've had a one Dak Prescott that has been under your wing. I know that guy. Yeah. Also Patrick Mahomes was a part of some of your drills too. What's it been like? He's pretty good. I think he's pretty good too. What's it been like working with these guys as well? Because again, it's not just receivers that, are, are working out with you. You specialize in receivers, but there's other guys on the field at the same time. I think Zeke was in one of your videos too. Yeah. Not everyone gets to, to work out with the uh, Super Bowl MVP or, or, or guys like Zeke, you know, um, Zeke's caliber, who's, who are worth, you know, 50 to $90 million, you know. But to me, I've been doing it for so long. So when a lot of people ask me the, the questions like that, I mean, to me, it's just work. It's just another day at the office, you know, um, yeah, it may be Patrick Mahomes. He may be getting ready to get, be paid the highest, but we're working on the specific route, what he wants at the time, the timing of the ball, how he wants the receiver to come out of his breaks. And it gives me a chance to, to get around those quarterbacks and kind of pick their brain a little bit too on, on what the receiver can do better in this route or how they like it, how, how they like it ran a certain way opposed to the way that I would want it ran. And, and, and go back and, and coach and work on that with the wild outs. So um, it's been very gratifying for me as well. So what can you tell us about Dak's game? And, you know, obviously he's not in full game mode with these, when he's with you, but he is getting pretty damn near because that's just, I feel like that's kind of the guy he is. He works out like he plays. What can you tell us about his 
how he practices, his leadership abilities, you know, what it's what it's like watching him do his thing. Man, you can just definitely tell that he's very um he commands the room, um uh very organized, uh he, he's very stern on the guys. Um he'll let you know if it's right, he'll let you know if it's wrong. Um but the thing that I like that, that I really like about him is he's very positive too. He uplifts. You can see him out there with Zeke and Dez. Um, when the route wasn't correct or the ball was dropped or something like that, um, that he always has something positive to say. You know what I mean? Always patting him on the back, uplifting him. Um, you know, so those are things that you want from a quarterback, and, and you can just see the confidence and the growth in him. That's because he was also out there. He was also throwing for me when he first got ready for the draft. Really? So I, Yeah, yeah. He was throwing for me when he first got winning for Cowboys, first drafting him in the fourth round. I got a chance to see him then getting ready for the draft because I was also working with um, Fred Ross, who played with him at Mississippi State, and I got him ready for the draft. So Dak would come and throw for us. Um, they came out the same draft class. And then to see him now, you can just see the difference in his footwork, his mechanics, how the ball comes out of his hands. You can just tell that he's been through it and um, he's, he's seasoned. Would you say that at his point in his career that he's more – established and some other quarterbacks at this point in their career that you've seen in your in your time just in the industry because I feel like as we're talking about his contract right now there's a lot of scrutiny around you know maybe his performance or how much they people think he's worth but I think that a lot of people aren't 100% comparing him to other quarterbacks and where they've been at the same point in their career and how much he's produced versus how much those other folks have produced. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, when you look at Carson Wentz, um, Jared Goff, um, even guys like Tyrod Taylor, you look at Tyrod Taylor, um, guys like that, uh, uh, Nick Foles, who's gotten paid, Kirk Cousins. I think I think Dak Prescott is just as good, as, if not better, than a lot of those quarterbacks that I just named. And a lot of those guys have gotten big paydays so far. So I'm expecting his deal to get done. I don't know the truth to all the rumors of him asking for 45 mil in his last year and all of that. We don't get into all of that when we work out. We just focus on the craft and, and the work. But uh, I definitely believe that he's uh, a worth to be paying a, a paid up for a top-tier quarterback. He's up there. How does he look? How does he? How do he and Zeke look? Like, do they look like they're in pretty good shape? I mean, again, you got to do some work with them. They look. Do they look ready? For the game this year? Yeah, that, yeah, they, they look they look in great shape, actually. I mean, I know that they're working out. Dak, I mean, he has his own – he's still working out with uh, John Kitna, I believe, who's, who used to be the Cowboys uh, QB coach. Him and Kitna, they, they work out a lot together um, often throughout the week. And um, he looks in great shape, him and Zeke. That's awesome. This is music to my ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they ready to go. We're just, we just waiting on Jerry, man. Heck yeah, we are. Gary, <laughs> pay my man. We got two people that we need him to pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us the check. We'll that's sign it for you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, do you have any fun stories? I mean, again, I mentioned the roster of guys that you've worked with, and they're the elite of the elite. Do you have any fun stories that, like, you can share about clients that you've worked with, or like any of your favorite moments of your time? in this in this industry how many people fall when you blindfold them yeah seriously like <laughs> things we need yeah, to well i can tell you uh, denzel, a story, funny story about uh denzel mims um uh, he just got drafted second round to the new york jets and um when i first started working him out this year got him ready for the draft he was like man i've been wanting to work with you since high school coach he said i used to follow your videos and look at you and stuff he said to, and, and he and he said um to me to him I, I look like a big boy of Outkast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he said, yeah. So he's like, man, I used to see you. I'm like, man, I look, he looks just like big boy. I would love to work out with him. So it just made me laugh. And I was like, so you want to work out with me because I look like big boy from Outkast. Kids these <laughs> he started days. laughing. Yeah, I know, right? So funny. he compared me to a rapper. That was, that's what drew him towards me to want to work out. That was hey. funny. Whatever works, man, right? Whatever yeah. works. Oh, whatever works. Whatever works. It must be really <laughs> fulfilling for you to watch these guys go out, though, and perform on the field. You mentioned earlier you're not really looking at the teams and being a favorite of teams. It's more the players. How does it make – I mean, are you – Are you? do you have NFL Game Pass? Because you must be watching all the games to see your guys. Like, how is it watching your guys on the big stage? Um, it's, I mean, 
it's a great feeling. It's just like you watching your little brother or proud dad watching your son. I mean, because half of these receivers that I've trained, they've been with me. Some of them have been with me since middle school, you know, and, and they're going on their fourth, fifth year in the NFL, like Rashard Higgins for the Cleveland Browns, Hollywood Higgins. He's been up under my wings since a freshman in high school. So when you see guys like that go from no facial hair <laughs> to, to the, the chest getting stood out, shoulders, shoulders start popping out their body, I mean, you know, it's, it's great, man. It's a great feeling. It lets you know that the work that you put in with them has paid off and that, that, that the parents – that sacrifice sending them kids to me, it was worth it because they got a free education paid for and now their lives their lives have changed. So we've all been successful and we've all won. So that's that's a great feeling for me. That's cool. What what kind of tips do you have from for any perspective, you know, college receivers, guys trying to get recruited to get to the next level in college, and then guys in college who want to try and make the jump to the league. What kind of tips do you have for for guys making it to the next level or at least hoping to? Well, yeah, I start from the high school ranks. Well, from high school um, leading up to, to college, of course, the tips that I would have, um, take your SAT, ACT. Um, you can train with me as much as you want. You can put out good film. But if you don't have a test score, um, I train a lot of receivers who have been great elite athletes and had plenty of Division One offers but couldn't sign on sign a day due to their test score. They didn't, have, they didn't take their test or they waited too late to take their test. So that's one thing that I would say. Make sure that you're taking your test score and don't rely um, on your high school coaches uh, to get you out there, to get your exposure, to get you recruited. It's not their job to get you recruited. Some high school coaches go above and beyond to help those kids get exposure, but their job is to, to develop you as a young man, um, make sure that you're doing the right things, passing your classes, and staying competitive and, and making a playoff run. Their job is not to get you to college. So I would advise you to, to um, get with a, a recruiting service or something like that that can record you doing your workouts, record some of your game tape, and shoot it out to some colleges to help yourself um, get exposure and get recruited and go to these college camps and, and things like that. Uh, college, going to the NFL, um, you just got to put it on tape. You know, um, you have to bust your butt. You, you're really going to learn in college if you really love football or not because – you spend a lot of hours up there at the facility. It's, it's very demanding. And you have to know that even though you're a four- or five-star recruiter, heavily recruited, um, you're going to have to earn your stripes. You're going to have to work to try to get on the football field. It's not going to be easy for you. So don't expect college to be easy. And a lot of NFL scouts look at guys that go to college and can't make it and try to transfer out of schools because of the situation. Um, everybody's situation is different, but I don't recommend guys transferring just because it's too tough for you. You couldn't make it because when you get to the NFL, it's going to be unfair. That's how it's going to be. You're going to be in a situation to where it's 15, 16 receivers in your room and the team is only taking five or six wideouts. You know what I mean? So you have to learn how to, how to compete and, 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 and not cry about it and just stay, and stay the course and, and trust the process. So that's those are the, those are the advice that I have uh, from high school to college and college of uh, getting ready for the NFL. I would never have thought about the test score thing. That's so smart. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, it. Need, need it. You got got to be able to get into college. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, play in college. <laughs> you have to actually be able to get exactly. into school. <laughs> I love it. Well, um, D. Rob, my friend, you're amazing. And so basically, everyone, what you're hearing is that. Um, we have a star on our hands with C.D. Lamb, and he's going to help him get to the Pro Bowl, so get hype on that. I trust you. Dez caught it, and Dez still has juice in the tank. <laughs> so someone exactly. signed him. Yeah. And if you're an NFL team and you want to have the best of the best wide receivers coach, then you might want to call him as well. But um, tell everyone where they can find you, what you're <laughs> working on. If someone wants to work with you and get their game to the next level, like how can they get in touch with you? Well, yeah, they can find me at um, on my, my Twitter is at DRob always open, and uh, always at the end of it is Z. You can just add a Z at it at, at the end of it. Uh, my website, DRobAlwaysOpen.com, and uh, my Instagram is DRobAlwaysOpen. And a few things that I have coming up, um, I have Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, wide receiver, Pro Bowl wide receiver Chris Godwin coming into town um, to work with me uh, next week for a few weeks, and um, also going to be working with Sterling Shepard as well so 
those are a few names that you guys may be familiar with um, that, that's coming down to Dallas to get in the lab with Coach Rob. Don't help Sterling too much, okay? Tom Brady's going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady's going to love me. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to have sweet passes. <laughs> Top of Bay to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right, my friend. Thank you guys so much. D-Rob, David Robinson, wide receiver coach of the pros. Thanks so much for joining us. Here's hoping that our wide receivers are always open. That's going to go in the compilation, Meg. I make me laugh. <laughs> be prepared for whenever I find the time to do that. <laughs> That'll be the intro. Um, so, in conclusion, sign Des Bryant. Des Bryant caught it. Dak and Zeke are looking great. And CeeDee Lamb is going to be a pro bowler in no time. Hire D-Rob. Honestly, he's incredible. So, if you guys know anyone that is going to be trying to make that step to the next um, level, whether it's college or they're in high school and they think they have the potential or they want to go to the league, you really got to get in touch with this guy. I've you couldn't seen, be in better hands. You really couldn't. I've seen his work firsthand. He's amazing. Um, and if his resume and clientele isn't proof enough, then I can't help you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no hope for you. Um, so super exciting that we got to sit, uh, sit down with him you guys make sure and find him on social media, as he mentioned. On Twitter, it's at DRob Always with a Z open. Um, then you can find him on Instagram too. It's D dot Rob Always with an S open. Um, and then on his website as well. So DRobAlwaysOpen.com. So if you're looking to get better, improve your game, or just speak to a boss, then that's your guy. Maybe I should just have him teach me how to walk blindfolded. <laughs> I almost said Dougie because I'm a, a boomer. Oh my god. Is that cool? <laughs> I ain't from Dallas but I need town boogie. <laughs> Actually I'm from Dallas so there's that. Yeah that worked. That worked out really well. Um, well thanks for listening you guys. We had really a lot of fun per usual. We will be back on He's Friday. so cool. He really is. Sorry. I'm just like reeling. He's awesome. <laughs> um, we'll be back on Mondays and Fridays as always. Wherever you find your podcasts, look for Blocking the Boys. Subscribe, rate, and review. It really does help us out. We've got a lot of great shows under the Blogging the Boys umbrella, so make sure to get all your content covered off daily with new episodes. And if you can't wait until Friday to hang out with us again, you can find us on Twitter. Um, I'm at Kelsey underscore Charles and Meg. At Meg Murray with four R's. Until next time, though, and as always. Cowboys forever, Eagles for never. Bye, guys.